What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome to the Saturday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralta. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt, and we are here on bettingpros.com, always being brought to you by BetMGM. All right, yesterday sucked. And, well, you could say those bets were placed in 2020 that I made yesterday, so that's why they sucked. (laughs) And I guess today is actually the first day of making bets in 2021, so maybe today is the day that we uh, get rolling here, but that that was rough. The Alabama backdoor kick to the nuts was just brutal, and... I saw it coming. You follow me on Twitter. I, I said it. I mean, everyone saw it. We all knew it was coming. And when Alabama kicked that field goal, it was uh-oh time. And you just saw it coming. And Alabama should have done to Notre Dame what Ohio State did to Clemson, which is took them limb from limb apart. And Justin Fields was absolutely on fire. There is nothing you can take away from Ohio State. They played with anger, they played with intensity, and they exposed that Clemson defense that I think Alabama would have killed too, but we saw it in both those games. The Alabama defense is not your typical Bama defense, and your Clemson defense is not your typical Clemson defense. There's just so much more talent on the offensive side of the football in college football right now. It is unbelievable. It is a mismatch. You just can't bet unders, and I'm done. I'm not betting unders for a while. We lost that with the Northwestern-Auburn game. How did Northwestern just, like, score at will on Auburn? Like, what? I know Auburn fired their coaching staff, and, I I mean, the head coach, the D coordinator, got fired mid-game, basically, with a report that came out. They said, oh, yeah, by the way, Kevin Steele's not staying, so that was rough. We almost went 0-4 yesterday. If it wasn't, I mean, Cincinnati got sacked in the end zone. If that ball is recovered by Georgia in the end zone, it's a touchdown and Georgia covers. I mean, Georgia wins by eight and we lose the seven and a half. I mean, that's how close we were to losing that. And that was just brutal. So I got lucky. My bankroll didn't take as big of a punishment as it could have. I mean, one in three in the podcast sucks. Okay, so that's that's on me. I apologize. Those are bad picks. That's a bad start. Not what I wanted, okay? So that's on me to lose two units, you know, two plus units. But I bet Bama in the first half. And if you guys are on the Discord chat, I mean, I tend to tell you guys what I'm doing. I had a parlay, a really for bleeps and giggles parlay going, where I played two first half unders and then two first half leads. So I played the under in the Northwestern game. That hit. I played the under... Um, in the, I'm blanking on what the fourth game was I played the under on, but I had two unders, I had Alabama minus 11, and then I had Clemson minus four going into the first half. So I hedged on that bet like I always do, right? So that payout was going to be, um, it was going to be a 12 to one payout on that parlay, on that four legs parlay. So I hedged on it. And so I ended up being up, you know, a half a unit from hedging on it. So that was what I, that's what I do, right? I just, I hedge. So that's what I did on that. And I, and I posted that in the discord chat to kind of show you guys that I play stupid things too, right? Like, you know, I'll take 15, 20 bucks and I'll throw something at something for the hell of it, right? I mean, I'll do that from time to time. And occasionally you get into a place where it's a four-leg parlay and you're going into the last leg and then you can bet the other side to guarantee you a profit. So I, I do tend to do that from time to time. I tell you guys don't parlay, so I don't talk about it here on the podcast because it's not really, I don't think you should do it. For fun, once in a while, I've often said that, go right ahead. And yesterday I was supposed to do the don't play parlay parlay, 
but uh, it was a holiday, and I knew that the listeners, the listenership might be down on that. So what I chose to do was say, fine, Sunday, we'll do the don't play a parlay parlay on Sunday. And it's going to be money line parlay. So we're going to line up a bunch of teams on the money line and bet it on Sunday, tomorrow. So that's what we're going to do with that. So I'm down a little bit because I had Clemson in the first half, minus four. I had that bet as well. I got that wrong. Um, I had Clemson obviously on the game, which I gave out on the podcast, and they got that wrong. So a one and three day could have been an zero and four day if it wasn't for that fumble recovery by by Luke by uh, um, not by Luke Fickle. That's the coach of I'm blanking on the quarterback's name. It's late for uh, for Cincinnati, but if, if it's recorded, uh, Ritter. Uh, Ritter. Uh, so if he doesn't record recover that in the end zone, you know it's an zero and four day. <laughs> so it was one and three. Not good. So here's where we are today. I have got two plays in college football. I've got two plays in college basketball that I want to talk about with you guys here today. But I'm only putting a half a unit down on all four of these. Okay, so I'm just putting four units. I'm putting four plays and two units in play here. If you're new to the podcast, when I'm not going well, I shrink. I tend to turtle a little bit, and I try to play defense until I kind of figure things out. And yesterday was really rough, and I tried, you know, I faded a lot of people. A lot of people who were sharp and smart were on Notre Dame plus 20. I faded that. I took 19 for Bama. A lot of sharp people who were on Ohio State plus 7.5, I faded that, and I thought, okay, it's been a really good run for the pros and for the books. I thought it was time for the public to get some revenge. So I had two very public plays yesterday, and I thought yesterday was going to be a public side. It was not, okay? Not even close. It was dogs, dogs, dogs pretty much all day. Cincinnati with a dog win, Clemson, uh, sorry, Ohio State with a dog win, and Notre Dame with a dog win. So bad on me. Not going to do that today. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to play any games here. This is just I'm going back to the teams that I know and the teams that I have covered and watched. So this is what I do. I shrink, I turtle, and I go back to the teams that I know when it comes to making picks in place. So I've got four plays on four games on teams I know quite well, two in college football, two in college basketball. Now, I'm going to stay away from the NBA for a little while. I'm watching all these people get, you know, getting crushed and losing their shirts right now on you know, going ahead and betting the NBA. So we're going to let the NBA shake out just a little bit to get some more data before we start going a little bit heavy. And we got the bowl season, so we can ride that here a little bit uh, before we get into the NBA. But uh, we got college football today here on Saturday, Sunday for Week 17 for the NFL, and then Monday, Tuesday of next week, we probably get more heavily involved back into the NBA. But before we do that, we'll tell you always about what's happening for BetMGM with our promo code JUICE100. You've got this offer today for the NFL. It's a $1 money line bet tomorrow on any game of the NFL. You win 100 bucks in free wagers if any team scores a touchdown in the game you bet that money line wager on for $1. It's paid out in free wagers. It's available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, and West Virginia by using that promo code JUICE100 when you sign up for a new account with BetMGM. Go to BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. You must be physically located in Tennessee, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, or West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia, or 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. All right, so I went on the Discord chat, and I told you guys this at about 9 o'clock on Friday night last night. I don't know what this number is going to be right now at the time 
of you guys listening to the Daily Juice. Iowa State, I got Iowa State at minus four and a half at Circus Sports here in Vegas on Friday night. By the time I had calculated and I was going back and reviewing things, the line had moved to six at BetMGM. And I don't really know why. Now, there might be a lot of opt-outs for Oregon that come out this morning that we don't know about. But in the Fiesta Bowl, I have covered, I think it's three different bowl games for Iowa State in Phoenix. It might be two. I know it's two. I think it's three. But I have seen Iowa State going to Phoenix a lot. Now, they normally play in like the old Insight Bowl, right? They're not playing in Glendale. (laughs) They're not playing this big, big New Year's Six Bowl game against a team like Oregon. That doesn't happen for Iowa State. This is the case of a program for the Cyclones. And Iowa State fans, if you guys lose this game, you're probably going to blame me for picking you after the fight we, we got into. I don't believe you guys belong in this game, but you're in this game. And you've got Brock Purdy, who I believe has history in Arizona, I believe, right? He played either high school down there or he's from down there. He's going to have family there. And this is Matt Campbell's chance to win the Fiesta Bowl at Iowa State. I mean, this is a monster moment for the, for the Cyclone football program to win this game. Oregon's got talent. There's no debating that. Oregon, you know, scores 33 points a game, and Oregon's defense is, is good enough, right? 27 points per game. They've had some defen- decent wins, a win over USC you know, late in the year. You know, it's been, you know, they've been okay to the number. They've been 3-3 three and three to the number so far. They were three-point dogs, you know, and they won the game outright by seven on the road against USC. But the three previous before games before that, they were 0-3 to the number. I just think there's a excitement in the Cyclone football program that's not going to be matched by Oregon. And I think in a game like this, you've got to be up. They've got a great running back with Iowa State. You've got a great quarterback in Iowa State. You've got a couple of really good tight ends for Iowa State. I thought about playing the over. It's a lean for the over, but after what happened last week and what happened yesterday, I'm going to stay away from totals here in football. And, you know, I don't know how you bet unders at all, but I have a lean towards the over for Iowa State and for Oregon. But if it's a high scoring game, I think that benefits the Cyclones. So. You know, two quarterbacks. Do you have one if you're Oregon? Mario Cristobal got his contract, so you say, hey, he got his contract right before that you know, Pac-12 championship game. I, I just think this is a game for Iowa State to win and maybe win, win it going away. Uh, I'm going to lay the four and a half points here. Hopefully you guys get it under a touchdown, but I got Iowa State minus four and a half for a half a unit. Second game, and we're going to talk also about another BCS bowl game. Or BCS, hi, showing I'm old. <laughs> New Year's Six bowl game. Texas A&M taking on North Carolina. Okay, the the name of the game here is opt-outs. There are numerous players who are out. Uh, uh, Brown, their 1,000-yard receiver, is out. You have two 1,000-yard running backs in Williams and Carter who are out. Their top defensive player is out in this game as well. Sure, you got some freshmen that are going to be asked to step up here, but I mean, this is tough for North Carolina. You got an SEC school in Texas A&M, and I, I, I mean, I, I, I think you've got you know the better quarterback in Kellen Mond. Although you gotta, you know, I, I do like the quarterback Sam Howell. I do think he can play well. I, I just don't know if you th- who is he throwing the ball to. <laughs> like it's just North Carolina is not at full strength. If they were. 
I think that North Carolina would be live to cover and maybe win this football game. But I'm going to lay the 7.5 here, and maybe you buy it to 7 if you want to be safe here and buy it to 7. But I do think opt-outs are a big problem. Look, A&M may have opt-outs too by the time this thing goes off. With the way this week is going, it's ridiculous. But as long as Kellen Mott's playing in this game for A&M, I think the Aggies will bring a lot of energy, and I think the Aggies will look to put up a big score because it's not been great for the SEC. And people have been kind of talking down. Northwestern beats up on Auburn and Georgia. You know, they win the game, but they had to come from behind against Cincinnati. Alabama looked like Alabama, but like people have been down on the conference. This is the ACC after what just happened with Ohio State killing Clemson. I, I think you're going to see Dabo Sweeney. Sorry, not Dabo. I think you're going to see Jimbo Fisher really get after it here and put up a number. And I think they win also going away. So I'm going to take Texas A&M. Big chance for them to get a big bowl victory here in the Orange Bowl. We're going to lay the 7.5, half, half a unit. Texas A&M, minus 7.5 for a half a unit. So two college football plays, both favorites. A&M, minus 7.5. Iowa State, minus 4.5. Uh, if Iowa State had got gets to 6, I don't hate this. And I probably will do this depending on where the numbers go, how high Iowa State goes up. I probably will tease both these games down and take them both. So I probably will have a third play on this. Uh, it's just I don't like doing that when it comes to, you know, when I'm not going right, when I'm not going well, I, I tend to try to limit the number of plays that are official on the podcast, but that is another way of playing this. I probably will play this if I can get Iowa State to like seven to tease it down to one, take Iowa State minus one, take Texas A&M minus one and a half, and you could you could do that for a full unit if you want, right? That, that's one way of doing it. Instead of having two bets, you can have one bet. Uh, but again, if one side's wrong, then you know that that's what happens. You lose it all versus being flat. You then are now down one unit, half a unit, whatever it may be. So just different ways of playing these games if you're if you're curious. All right, to college basketball, and I'm talking about Iowa and Creighton. All right, <laughs> again, we're going back to the programs and the teams that I know. Let's start with the Blue Jays, who are on the road at Providence. This has been a house of horrors in a lot of ways for Creighton University on the road at Providence. I've been to two games at Providence when I was living on the East Coast, living in Boston, and the Blue Jays were in the Big East, and they were playing against uh, at the dunk, as they call it. It is, uh, I mean, they're playing this game at Central um, from Alumni Hall, so it's not at the dunk. Dunkin' Donuts Center, where they normally play their games. So this is an on-campus game. It's a smaller gym. I think that benefits the Friars a little bit here, being at home in a smaller gym. I'm not sure how much experience the Jays have in this gym, to be quite honest. Providence is 7-3. and They're 3-1 and in the Big East. They've five. They've gone 4-1 and over the last four weeks. They lost in overtime to Butler. David Duke is playing really well. They've got a problem shooting threes, however. They are really bad from behind the arc. But they play a grinded-out style that I think is very difficult and problematic for the Blue Jays. Creighton does not like playing really physical teams. And Providence has always been a really physical team. Greg McDermott in his career is 7-10 and against Providence and Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley is 10-8 and overall. He was, a, he was a coach of Fairfield and also now the coach of, uh, of the Friars. The Blue Jays are two and five against Providence in at Providence in Big East play. Now they've won three of the last four meetings overall, but I'm going to take the points here with Providence. I think there's something up with Marcus Zagorowski. I just think this is one of those games. 
if the Jays are hot from the outside, it could be problematic. But on the road at UConn, the Jays went to overtime in that game, and they were able to win it, but that's a team in UConn that's got incredible athletes. The Blue Jays aren't really going to have to... I mean, that's not really what Providence is. Providence is not filled up with like these dynamic, incredible athletes that are going to jump out of the gym. They're grinders, and they're going to make you play a grinded-out type of style. And the Jays this year are four to four and five to the number. Providence is four and six to the number. The Jays haven't covered over the last two games. They did cover against St. John's, not a good team. They won that game by 18 as seven-point dogs. But they were four-point favorites on the road at UConn, and they won the game by two in overtime. They didn't cover. They were home against Xavier, seven-point favorites. Didn't cover that game. Well, and they haven't covered three of the last four games. They were home to Marquette, and they didn't cover either. So since Big East play has begun, the Jays are 1-3 to the number. And this is just a style. I just don't think this style works. I just I, I think this style is tough for the Jays to, to go out and do this. So, I mean, this is a Providence team that beat Butler in their last game at home after losing to Butler on the road as two-and-a-half-point favorites. They lost by six, and they were six-point favorites at home. They won by 16. Yes, they're four and five to the number, which is, or four and six to the number, which is not great. But I think Providence may win this game outright. The Jays have won back-to-back road games, and, I mean, <laughs> this is not typical for them to be really good on the road in the Big East. So, I mean, they beat St. John's. They beat UConn. Here they are again with a third road game in four games. I'm going to take Providence plus four and a half here. Give me the Friars at home, maybe to win the game outright, but to keep the game close against the Jays. And one more game to get into here for college basketball, and let's talk about Iowa at Rutgers. The line is Iowa minus three and a half. The total is up there, man. This is the number one scoring offense in the country for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And every game but two have gone over. Okay? Eight and two to the over for Iowa. Rutgers is also six one and one to the over here this year. The total for this game, you know, shop around here a little bit to see where you can get the total. If you can find it at 157.5 or 158, I got it at 157.5 here in Vegas. The first move on this game was under 159. I don't fully understand that at all, okay? And maybe I'm missing something. There are some injuries here for Rutgers that make maybe they feel like Rutgers is not going to be able to score. But I was going to be able to score. I mean, the Hawkeyes, Luca Garza and whatnot. I mean, I don't know. I watched Rutgers play in their last game against Purdue. They're athletic and, and they can run. But I don't know how in the world you're going to stop Luca Garza if you're Rutgers. I don't know if they've got the player to be able to do it. So I think he goes off for a big night. I think there'll be open threes all over the place for Iowa here. I think the Hawkeyes are going to score a lot of points, and very well, I mean, Rutgers may also put some points up as well, and Rutgers is scoring 70.9 points per game. It's not great, but Iowa's giving up 73.9 points per game, so maybe Rutgers gets loose here, and they score 80. They score 80. You got to like Iowa to score, you know, 85 at least, right? I mean, maybe 90, so... I mean, the, the number at three and a half, I, I, I thought about laying it, but I just did this. I just bet against Rutgers at home against Purdue, and I know that Purdue is not Iowa, and Iowa is way better than Purdue. 
but I just did this. So, like, I got burned by doing it, so I'm not going to do it again. I'm not betting unders in college basketball, and I'm sure as heck not betting unders when it comes to the Iowa Hawkeyes. So we're going over 157.5 for Iowa, and hopefully this number is not going to get over 160. I wouldn't play it over 160, but hopefully you guys get it in the morning, and it's not going to be crazy here from from a total perspective. But I'm going over 157.5 for Iowa and Rutgers. So... Let's recap the four plays going on here for a Saturday. We've got four plays, two units in play. Iowa State minus four and a half in the Fiesta. Texas A&M minus seven and a half in the Orange. Providence plus four and a half in college basketball at home against the Creighton Blue Jays. And Iowa over 157 and a half on the road at Rutgers in college basketball. Those are the plays. My name's Matt Peralt. Every day, every morning, we're here. I will announce the giveaway for the Nick Chubb helmet tomorrow. I should have my stats from 2020 to break down by sport to give you guys as to what I did well in and what I did not do well in. And that will help me kind of break things down a little bit as well as we head towards the non-football months. What should I focus on? What do I need to work on? We'll do that hopefully tomorrow on the podcast as well. My name is Matt Peralt. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Every morning it's the Daily Juice podcast right here on bettingpros.com. Brought to you by BetMGM. Thank you.